We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to another live Brooklyn Buzz. I'm your host, Nick Faye. With me, as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how we doing? There's a, a pod overdose. I feel like that needs to be on the, the medical association's list of diseases because uh, I'm getting a baby. We're getting it. Yeah, third straight right here. And I know you got JBT to do after this. So we've been doing pods all day, but obviously we love our Nets making time for the Brooklyn Buzz. As we mentioned the last couple of weeks, rumors keep on coming. A little bit more speculation as well. Before we get into it, as always, want to thank you guys for checking us out. Either YouTube, iTunes, Blog Talk, Nets Republic, OTGBasketball.com, whatever it is. We appreciate the support, commenting in the chat. You know, subscriptions on iTunes are always great and YouTube. But let's get into the Kyrie stuff. You know, it's been picking up, but this week it felt like it was the finishing touch. Kyrie uh, got rid of his current agent, signed with Rock Nation. Obviously, a lot of ties to the Nets with Jay-Z. And then the Yomark twins, obviously, one Yomark being the head of Rock Nation, the other one being a big part of the Nets organization. And then the Boston Herald coming out and reporting that it's almost a lock for Kyrie to be in the Nets uniform and that he's planning on joining the Nets. Yeah, it seems to be that like there's a lot of sources reporting specific word. And I always like read the wording of, of what is reported by the sources. So operating under the belief that Ky- that Irving wants to join the Nets. Seems almost like fait accompli that this is going to happen. Um, and I, I mean, at the same time, you know, I I feel good because Kyrie Irving's a great player. Um, I love his shoes and I love what he'll bring to the city and and the, the buzz, I guess, uh, that he'll bring to Barclays and, and the team overall. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've spoken about it, Nick. We've had, you know, some discussions about it. Is he going to bring another guy with him? Um, obviously, as soon as the, the agent, when he dropped his agent, everyone was just like, uh, funnily enough, because he had the same agent as uh, Jason Tatum. Um, but everyone was just like, oh, well, he's going to sign uh, Clutch Paul as his, as his agent. And then... Five minutes later, when Woj drops the bomb that he's signing with Rock Nation, 
Um, it's just like, okay, well then, what are the tires here? Is Rich Kleiman still a part of the, the Rock Nation fault? Oh, no, he's not. Oh, but Karis Levert is, or oh, one of the Nets owners is. So, I mean, it, it's it's awesome. It's a wonderful time of year to just like read into all this speculation. And despite the fact that it was like two days ago that there was a, an NBA championship on the line. And at the end of the day, that's what the Nets are aiming for. We want to be aiming for a championship. We want sustained success. Can Kyrie Irving bring that? That's the million-dollar question. And probably $140 million question, sorry. Yeah, you're right, Jack. And I think uh, what it does, too, is you mentioned the word buzz. It just creates a different kind of image for the Nets having a player like Kyrie Irving. As good as D'Angelo was, he doesn't necessarily bring that type of pop that Kyrie does. We talked about it. We just did a free agency preview. You can check that out, iTunes, YouTube, and all the stuff. But He's one of the top three players at his position. You know, he's a top three point guard, arguably top two if you want to def- uh, debate between him and Dame. So I think there is a lot of pop. And I think the big thing with Kyrie is even Kevin Durant doesn't come. There's other options on the table. We'll kind of dive into that a little bit more. But I think it's just exciting. It's exciting that a player is almost locked in on coming to the Nets. Obviously, it's all rumors and reports at this point. But coming from so many trusted sources, it makes you feel good like, this is a major plus for them going to the offseason, possibly already having one guy locked up on June 30th when the meetings start and using him as an asset to kind of attract other guys. Yeah, I mean, we, we've spoken about it for weeks on end. You know, obviously it was Stephen A. Smith, Colin Cowherd, and all these other guys, and obviously Anthony Puccio as well. Um, but once you get the, the credibility from Mark Stein and, uh, and, and Adrian Wojnarowski, that's when you know, you know, the, the rumor mill is starting to get some real traction and some real credibility towards it. Um, obviously, for me, you know, it's almost we've seen all the Kyrie Irving things uh, and the rumors have been lingering for, for plenty of time. But uh, obviously, like you mentioned, Nick, you know, is he does he want to come by himself? Does he want to bring someone else with him? Does he what are his intentions uh, in Brooklyn? Does he want to be that sort of guy um, that he was in Boston, but just in a new city? Uh, and, you know, without the sort of speculation that he would get <clears throat> on the New York Knicks. Um, obviously, you know, the D'Angelo Russell situation affects that as well. But um, it, it seems to me that the the interest is more than mutual. Um, and I, I feel a little bit bad in this situation for D'Angelo Russell, who has, despite the fact that, you you know, you mentioned on, the, on, on one of the OTG uh, outlet pods that we just did that, Yes, D'Angelo Russell has been a part of this organization for a very long time, but you know he's given a lot to this team. He's been very receptive to, to everything that's been happening, and you know there's been reports of him just sort of being like, "Look, I get it. Like, you know, I'm not Kyrie Irving, I'm not Kevin Durant. I'll take a back seat for you guys." And to me, that speaks a lot to his maturity as well. Um, Kyrie Irving is top three point guard. You know, one of the best point guards you know of the past sort of half decade or so. Tremendously talented, hit one of the best, uh, the biggest shots in in a franchise's history. One of the biggest shots in championship history as well. Um, but what he brings to Brooklyn, um, I'm, I'm still, I'm always going to be skeptical. Yeah, we'll have to see it happen. I think there's a couple of low-key reasons why Kyrie's also really interested in Brooklyn. One that sticks out to me that I don't think is talked about enough is a performance team. We've seen the work they've done with, you know, Damari Carroll. Even D'Angelo Russell, when he came here, he had an injury in the first year. Last year, he only missed one game, and that was because of rest. So I think that's playing a factor in his decision. We kind of talked about in the past. There's some health concerns with him, some knee issues. Maybe that performance team can kind of get him on an A1 level or a great program where maybe he's resting a couple games here and there. And then also, I think the culture, we kind of talked about in the preview as well. The perspective of Kyrie right now is really negative. If he buys into the net culture and they success, and he's a good, quote-unquote, team player on and off the court, I think it really do wonders for his perception. 
Yeah, and I think that what, like we sort of mentioned, you know, what are his intentions? Does he want to rebuild his image uh, of some sort? Not that he, uh, I think some of these guys do care to an extent, like, but at the, sa- at the same time, I think that w- the intentions are different because Kyrie Irving already got a chip. Kevin Durant's already got a chip. Clyde Lennon now has, you know, a chip at a, a few different teams. Um, so uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see when, when it happens, if it happens, um, what Kyrie Irving, you know, the, the first question I'll be asking him is why the Nets? Uh, why the Brooklyn Nets? Um, and, and I think that there's a lot of answers and, and a lot of reasons probably behind it for, for Kyrie. Um, you know, there, there could be home elements as well. You know, he, he's comfortable in New Jersey. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of Instagram videos and posts uh, of him hanging around New York, looking around Manhattan, hanging around with the, his, his school, his school, um, school crossing guard back when he was in, in elementary school. So there's a, there's a lot of factors to sort of analyze, but until June 30 comes, you know, a couple of weeks away, not, not very long, but, you know, the, the rumor mill is, is going to just be that. It's still going to be rumors and until he signed on the dotted line. And, you know, I, I can't help but think that it's going to be a, it's going to be a tricky time for D'Angelo Russell. Um, I, I know that he's not the, the perfect player and, and the perfect person. You know, he's, had, he's made his mistakes along the way, but, you know, this time, you know, you when you're in Kyrie Irving's position, you know, you hold all the cards, you hold all the power when you're that sort of elite sort of superstar. Whereas D'Angelo Russell, yes, you can feel, you don't have to feel sorry for him because at the end of the day, he's going to get a, a sizable contract from whatever team. But um, whenever I have been thinking about Kyrie Irving, and I remember a couple of weeks ago, just, you know, bringing it up with you and Will, I'm like, why not Kyrie and, and D'Lo? Why not? Um, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks until, um, you know, it happens. If it happens, um, there's going to be plenty of speculation, plenty of buzzes and, and plenty of stuff uh, happening until that point. Yeah, and I mean, 15 days from now at this exact time, we might know if Kyrie Irving is going to be a net. But touching on the D'Angelo front, it was reported this week if Kyrie does sign with the Nets, it's highly unlikely that D'Angelo Russell will be back. I just want to say... I don't think this report came from the Nets. Like I'll personally come out and say that it just doesn't make any sense for them to come out and say, hey, if uh, Kyrie signs with us, we're not going to retain D'Angelo Russell because what value would it have for them to release a report like this? I'm not saying it's not true, but I just doubt it came from the Nets. Well, Ian Begley is a New York reporter. Has been a New York reporter. I actually know him too. He's He's been on an OTG podcast before in the past. Very nice guy. And I'm not saying that he's lying about it, but where he got his information may be incorrect. Yeah, I mean, there's different sources to everything. Um, and, I, you know, whenever I look for, for Nets news, I go to the Book and Buzz and I go to Nets Daily. Um, you know, Anthony Puccio and, and the guys there. And it still seems to me that there is, it seems fluid. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that, you know, we saw on Instagram just early in the week, you know, D'Angelo Russell liking a fan post of, of a person who made, you know, Kyrie Irving in a D'Angelo Russell jersey. Um, so I think that, that D'Angelo, obviously, he's occupied as well. It, it, it works out well that he happens to be traveling a little bit and, and having some fun in the offseason, doing a little bit of work here and there. But I don't get, yeah, I, I don't get it either. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And obviously, it works well for... Teams like the Pacers, who seem to be gaining a lot of traction. I know we spoke about that with Corey as well. Um, but DeAnza Russell as a Brooklyn Net just seems to me to be right. And I mean, I, I don't get the the Kyrie over D'Lo sort of thing. Um, I, I've sort of said that at length. And, you know, in terms of if you let DeAnza Russell walk and you keep Kyrie Irving, and then how much better do you get? I, I, I said this in the outlet, I'll say it on the buzz. You don't get that much better. Like, if we have the exact same team, 
obviously take out Alan Crabb, put in Tolian Prince, and you add, and maybe some other moves here and there. Obviously, there is a lot of space. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, as he is the, the third best point guard, second, third best point guard in the NBA. But I don't think he makes you a championship contender by himself. We saw that in Boston. He needs a, a running mate. He needs a sidekick. Um, and, and I don't think that, you know, is Tobias Harris a, a credible sidekick? No. Is Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Is Kevin Durant? Yeah. But, you know, it's a year. Uh, you have to wait a, a 12 months for, for that to be uh, a reality. Uh, and then, you know, there's all these other rumors around it, like Julius Randle. I'm just like, just no, just like stop making this thing. It, it just, I mean, everyone's seen Mean Girls. It's just like, stop trying to make Fetch happen. Stop trying to make Julius Randle happen. Like, it just, it's just not a thing. Please, I, I hope Sean Marks is, is, is smart enough to just ignore that, ignore the rumors. Like, just give me the Morris twins instead or something. I don't, don't care. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm much more inclined to, this, it was just a few weeks ago that, you know, guys like Bill Simmons were like, look, I would rather give a, a, a max contract for, for D'Angelo Russell, obviously, it's a cheap max contract, given that it's, his, it's restricted free agency and he, he is a bit younger. Uh, and Kyrie Irving would get, um, you know, 35, four years, $140 million. Uh, and D'Angelo Russell. I think gets, it comes to about, if you were to max out both guys, it comes to about a five or six million per year more for Kyrie than D'Angelo. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, you know, 30 million, 20, 30 million dollars or so, um, which is, you know, a, a solid player um, and, you know, a guy at a mid level sort of exception. So it's a difference. Um, and is it worth it? I, I really don't know. There's a lot of factors that Sean Marks has to weigh up um, with his team as well. Uh, it, it, to me, uh, as much as I, I love Kyrie Irving um, and, and I'm, I'm dazzled by his talents on a nightly basis and um, his basketball shoes are incredibly comfortable and stylish, um, <laughs> I like D'Angelo Russell just as much because as a, a basketball fan, I get Kyrie Irving is better. But I also get that D'Angelo Russell, and as a, a, a Brooklyn Nets fan, I get that D'Angelo Russell is incredibly good um, in, as what he is and he hasn't reached his full potential yet. I think Kyrie Irving is peaked. Um, that might be a hot take to say. I don't think Kyrie Irving's going to get any better than what he is. I think we've seen the best of Kyrie Irving. Um, maybe he has uh, another level, and maybe Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets provide him that opportunity to do so. But um, I'll happily eat my words if you know he, he proves that and then some. But I, I just don't know if there's another level to what we've seen with Kyrie Irving. And I think that the best level to Kyrie Irving is when he has uh, another guy alongside him that is a better basketballer. Um, and there aren't many better basketballers than him in this league. He's a top 15, top 12, top 10, whatever you want to say, player. Um, so the the difference between D'Angelo and Kyrie, uh, despite the fact that D'Angelo Russell isn't a top 10, top 15 player, I don't think that Kyrie Irving being a top 10, 15 player gives you an extra 5, 10 wins, makes you a four seed. You know, the Nets were the, were the six seed this year. Are they going to get a top four seed by letting D'Angelo Russell walk, getting Tobias Harris, getting Kyrie Irving? Maybe but it doesn't make you a championship contender, which I guess at the end of the day is really the end goal. I've said before that I value, you know, just being a, a regular playoff contender and having a regular success. But um, as a fan, I want a championship. You know, I, I saw it with, with Toronto, you know, a lot of Toronto fans and, and Nick, Nick Cavallo was, uh, was loving it, was loving life. And um, I don't think that the Nets can win a championship with just Kyrie Irving. And, and I know you said, Nick, that, that it seems to me that there's going to be a number two. I'm not as confident as, as him bringing another free agent alongside with him. 
But the other question would be like, you know, if uh, I retain D'Angelo Russell, does that make me closer to a championship? Or if I bring in Kyrie Irving, now I already have one of these top 10, top 15 players in-house, and then maybe I can make a move for another top free agent via trade or something, and I'm a little bit more attractive destination. No disrespect to D'Angelo Russell. He's still a young guy. He had his first all-star appearance. It was, uh, you know, a substitute for Victor Oladipo. So I think like, you're bringing Kyrie and then you're bringing a top 10, top 15 talent. You're one step closer to a championship. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to take a huge jump in terms of, you know, we're going to boost up to a 50 win team with Kyrie. But what I feel better about Kyrie having, I know he didn't have a great postseason this year, but D'Angelo had an even worse postseason. Would I feel better about Kyrie being my lead guy in a playoff series? Yeah, I would. And I think it's just like the element of bringing the possibility of bringing another guy like, all right, we're going to get Kyrie. Now we have a chance to bring another guys. And overall for the Nets, this is, I think regardless, they're probably going to get better next year if they bring in Kyrie D'Angelo because you have Karis LeVert, who hopefully will be healthy the entire season. You have Jared Allen, who's going to take a jump, most likely Rodion. So I think the team overall is going to grow. I get it, but I understand the emotion too. There's an emotional tie to D'Angelo Russell for a lot of fans. And it's just like he helped us get to this point. He brought us back to the playoffs. He had a lot of great moments. But it's also the other question is, Will D'Angelo's peak ever be at Kyrie's peak? Like, right. are you willing? Yeah. So that, for me, right there, it's just the fact is I want the better basketball player. There is a there is an issue with chemistry. I think it's fair to have that concern. But, but if Kyrie wants to come to Brooklyn and there's already been this connection already, you feel a little bit more confident about it. And overall, it just makes me feel more confident about bringing another star in via free agency or another star in via trade later down the line because Kyrie just adds that another next level type of player, and he's done it on another level, and he just also brings a different different type of atmosphere to the franchise he does he does um and i think it, it's just hard to separate it from being a fan and from being a, a pundit and you know deans russell is one of my favorite players and personalities you know since i've been a brooklyn nets fan you know he, he brings a, an element of cachet and, and star quality that Kyrie Irving clearly does bring um and i think that i think just uh, i think uh probably romanticized this last season maybe more than than i should um, and it's hard not to because there's been, you know, we've, we've suffered uh, as fans <laughs> uh, quite a bit. And I mean, you more than me because, you know, I've, I've been a, a much shorter fan than you have. So, um, but that just the, the, the intense amount of, of euphoria and chemistry that we had this season, you know, do we see those, you know, those gifts and those memes of, of our bench dancing like crazy if Kyrie Irving gets on the team, you know, uh, maybe, maybe that's what Kyrie Irving wants. Maybe he buys into that. But that's what I'm, I want. If I if I we do get Kyrie Irving, which seems very very likely, I want him to buy into Brooklyn. I don't want the I don't want the Brooklyn Nets to buy into Kyrie Irving. I want Kyrie Irving to buy into Brooklyn. Um, and I think that yes, it is a superstar driven league, and you know you you work to whatever the player wants. But Kyrie Irving isn't Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving isn't LeBron James. Kyrie Irving isn't Kawhi Leonard. You know you don't get everything catered towards you unless you are this sort of guy. And yes, you can build a team around Kyrie Irving that can be very good. You know, you get you put Karis LeVert out there as, as the second sort of ball handler as a defender. That's a very nice backcourt. You know, you have Spencer Dimity coming off the bench, Torian Prince as some sort of starter, maybe Tobias Harris on hopefully not a max deal. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things that can happen. And obviously, you know, if we were to have Kyrie Irving, we would have him for an extended period of time. So it's not buying all into this season. Uh, and it's hard not to sort of think about that because next year's free agency isn't great. 2021 is okay, uh, but we do have those two sort of max spots. So you need to make the most of it while the iron is hot.
Um, Danny Ainge could certainly think about that himself. You know, look at the Philadelphia 76ers. They just went all in. Um, and, you know, the, who knows what can happen with them next season. So I, I, I see it from both sides. It's just really hard to separate emotionally from what this team experienced last season, what DeAndre Russell experienced last season. Uh, it, we are, as fans, just incredibly invested. And the Brooklyn Buzz as a whole is a fan-driven podcast. We're not NBA pundits. We're not credentialed writers. So I can't help as a, as a Brooklyn Nets fan to to not separate that fact, to not have some element of, of subjectivity when it comes to speaking about DeAndre Russell and Kyrie Irving. Um, it's just... And I think that I don't know who would who would Kyrie Irving get. Like, if we, I mean, you, you want to have the better player at the end of the day. Um, but if we don't have, if we can't experience a championship, would you rather just have a fun team with chemistry that can grow together? Um, you look at the the Golden State Warriors as a team that's sort of built inherently. Yes, the Angel Russell was through a trade, but you know, uh, Karis Levert, a guy that we we drafted, Spencer Dinwiddie, a guy that we got off the scrap heap, Jared Allen, a guy that we drafted. Uh, there's multiple ways to to skin a fish. Um, I think that's the saying, um, <laughs> but I think that it's just there's a lot of error, there's a lot of thoughts, uh, and until like think like post free agency. It's going to be hard to sort of grapple with all of them because right now it's hard to sort of just go, well, what is Kyrie Irving without DeAndre Russell? What is Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Russell together? Um, there's so many thoughts and so many things to speculate. It's almost a little overwhelming. Yeah, I mean, and there's a lot of factors that we, <clears throat> excuse me, don't know yet. But I also think of, uh, you mentioned like hitting, you know, getting in there while you can. And you look at the net situation, they have cap space this year. That cap space in the upcoming years could go away very quickly if you have to give Karis LeVert a big contract. The following season, you have to give Jared Allen a big contract. Now, all of a sudden, you're not really getting money off the books. So this year, you have the opportunity to upgrade a position. You're upgrading, you know, regardless how you want to look at it. You love D'Angelo Russell, whatever you may be as the Nets fan, and we're unsure if he can ever get to that peak. At this point, it is an upgrade. So now you're upgrading one position. You're looking to upgrade more as it goes on. But you got one thing down and you're one step closer to being a better team and being a championship team. Like you said, there's no lock. They're going to bring somebody in. But also the way I look at it, too, is like, what's a better backcourt? Kyrie and Karis LeVert or Kyrie and D'Angelo Russell? Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. Um, it's just... Yeah, I think it's it's easily obviously possible for what it's Kyrie Irving and Karis LeVert. Um, I, I think that there is some some tantalizing possibilities as as an offensive duo you know you look at um you know the 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 portland trailblazers as a sort of model um with cj mccollum and damian lillard two guys that are tremendous offensive players but don't necessarily have the the defensive uh abilities uh required to be you know an elite duo on that end of the floor damian lillard i think gets a a little bit discredited on that end i think that he's uh, a little bit better so but I think that D'Angelo Russell is a really bad defender. And I think Kyrie Irving can be a really bad defender too, unless in the right system. So, um, and, and then at that point, do you play Karis Levert at the three? Because you need to have Karis Levert because he was our best postseason player. You need to have Karis Levert out there for 35 minutes a night. You know, these are the times where Coach Kenny's um, his coaching philosophy and, and his coaching tactics are going uh, to be really, really important in terms of how we sort of continue to build going forward. Because I'm not sure how big of a step forward we do take. I think that, you know, it will be incremental progress. But at the same time, you know, progress isn't always linear. Um, and I think that the Brooklyn Nets fans are, are a fickle base. I mean, we are as well as fans, you know, 
it's to, it's derived from fandom and, and fanatics. So uh, you can't help but be irrational along the way. So it's going to be uh, a bumpy ride for whether we sign DMs or whether we sign Curry, whether we sign both, whether we get a Tobias Harris, whatever happens, um, it's not going to be all smooth sailing. And and I think that we need to be prepared for that. But we, uh, I think it almost it seems to me uh, that prepared was the was the key word from uh, a lot of Boston Celtics writers when it came to um Kyrie Irving becoming a Brooklyn Nets too yeah and I think also you look at it is too regardless of who comes back with the Nets next year there's going to be some growing pains because it's going to be a, a new fit even if it D'Angelo's is coming back and you're retaining the same team Karis LeVert didn't play the whole season obviously in the playoffs the the teams are a little bit different how they play each other they'd have to kind of find a rhythm to work best together so I think regardless I would expect a little bit of growing pains but I also expect the Nets regardless of who they bring back to be a better playoff team when they're in the playoffs next year as long as everything lines up correctly because they have a little bit more experience and like I said I'd be feel a little bit better if it was Kyrie because he's a proven playoff performer no he had a rough year but he's hit some big shots in the past now talking about possible speculation about who Kyrie could bring with him we brought up Jimmy Butler brought up Tobias Harris. Now there was some recent speculation brought up by people from last year when Kawhi was first originally traded to Toronto. We talked about calling other stars and possibly teaming up with Brooklyn. Do you think there's a chance that we could see a Kyrie and Kawhi duo in the Nets uniform? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if there's, there's, when there's smoke, there's fire, but like this is like a candlelit fire, if anything. It's Toronto or the Clippers. Uh, I think that that's... Uh, I, I, I can't see any other scenario happening. Yes, there are surprises that can happen. Um, I, I don't see, you know, all the sort of speculation surrounding, you know, Kawhi Leonard. It, it just seems to me that, like, you know, I, I don't understand why the Brooklyn Nets would somehow, you know, elevate themselves to be greater than a championship team already or to being a team where, you know, is his hometown. Um, I get wanting maybe to play with Kyrie Irving and that sort of allure as well. And, you know, you know, just becoming this star hopper that just wins rings at, at every organization at all 30 teams. And by the end of his career, he's got like 10 rings on 10 different teams. I mean, that's pretty cool. But um, I, I can't see it necessarily happening. Um, you know, I think that there's a, uh, a greater likelihood of, of KD, Tobias, Jimmy, that, that really exceeds that. Do you think, you know, Kawhi could look as the Nets if they do add Kyrie, already have a lot of young players in this team, maybe not necessarily being better than Toronto next year, but being better than Toronto in the long term because two of their biggest pieces are above, you know, I want to say they're both over 33. Marcus Hull might even be 34 or 35. Yeah, but I still think that they've got a greater shot at the championship next year than we do in, say, three years' time because we we still have to compete with the Philadelphia 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and, you know, whatever. But so Toronto. would he be with Toronto? Yeah, but he's already got a championship team there. Like the the Nets, the, the Nets next season aren't going to be a greater championship contender than what the Toronto Raptors will because they have championship experience. Pascal Siakam will get better. Fred Van Vliet will be Fred Van Vliet. Kyle Lowry still has a year in, in terms of the of his, of his sort of peakish powers. You know, Marcus Sol is still a very good player, um, and, and they've got you know a guy like OG Ananobi that can they can, they can add into the fray as well. Whereas the Nets uh, have proven to be in terms of how much better can they get to bridge that gap in, in one season alone? Uh, I really have no idea. I know there's a lot of speculation um, and Karis Levert is going to get better. You know, he's a great player. I don't know if he's going to be an all-star. D'Angelo Russell's proven himself as, as an all-star. Kyrie Irving has proven himself as an all-NBA caliber player, but um, I don't really think that Kawhi Leonard is going to choose Brooklyn over 
uh, a team of his hometown or a team that he's already won a championship and has um, really close ties. And, you know, the I, I like the, the, the little budding bromance he has with Kyle Lowry as well. But um, who knows? Uh, speaking into existence, LeVar Ball. But uh, when you're speaking into existence, you can get traded to New Orleans as well. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit closer in terms of where the Nets will be next year if they were to add Kyrie Irving and then have Kawhi on their team. I think they're closer to what Toronto was this year. I, I don't expect Gasol to be as good as he was this year. Larry, I could see him kind of carrying that on. They'll probably end up losing Danny Green. I don't think they'll have any cap space to bring anybody else in. Fred Van Vliet, I don't know if that's who Fred Van Vliet where it really is because we saw earlier in the playoffs he was pretty bad most of the time until he had his child and then he really took it to another level. So I, I think there's some intrigue if he wants to pair up with another top 10, top 15 player, whatever you consider Kyrie. And then you look at you know the possibility of a Karis LeVert, a uh, Jared Allen, a Rodion's, a Torian Prince, and you guys still have Spencer Dewey, Joe Harris. You have some like, depth on that team. I'm not saying they're definitely going to be better, but I could see someone making an argument saying they're going to be better than Toronto is going to be in two years because of yeah. how, how the other players are going to decline. Like, I think the soul is definitely due for a drop. He's also a free agent after next season, and Lowry will also be the free agent. So he'd have to play with them one more year, and if he, if he thinks they can hold him up, then that's a fair choice. Yeah, I mean, if you're Kawhi Leonard and obviously what your intentions are, you know, the one-in-one seems uh, a likelihood. But if I was him, I would just sign a max deal and then just demand a trade like um, a lot of players do anyway. Um, True. So uh, for me, you know, it, it seems unlikely. Um, it, it would be the best scenario, Kyrie and Kawhi. Better than Kyrie and KD, literally. Wait, because- Kyrie and Kawhi make the Nets the best team in the East? Um, yes. I yeah. agree. Um, I think that the Milwaukee Bucks and the Sixers, uh, that sort of, you know, you could throw a, a dart at the board for, for any of those teams. You know, Giannis, I think, will take another step forward. He's, I think we forget how young he is and, mm-hmm. and, and how much growth he still has. Like, we talk about ceiling. I think that the he has the most untapped potential of any MVP we've ever talked about. One, um, a jumper it, away from being just ridiculous. And even just like some moves in the post away from True. being, you know, an even more dominant player. Um, Kawhi Leonard, you know, th- th- there's there's issues about you know his injury history as well. Like he was walking around like a 40 year old old man after winning the championship. Um, you know, is he going to have what sort of surgery is he going to be having in the off season? Um, it's obviously not going to be a killy surgery, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I-, I think it would make us the best. But you know, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to get better. You would assume the Sixers would get better. Um, if they bring back the core, I think the Sixers have a potential to hit another level and just oh yeah get some new chemistry. I don't think they're going to be able to retain JJ Redick though, if they There's retain Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. So then things get really funky spacing wise. There's a scenario where I think they could trade Ben Simmons and end up being an even better team, but we could save that for a whole other show. Yeah. I would trade like Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard in a hot. <laughs> yeah. I think most people would, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what about the Jimmy Kyrie combo? Do you think that's a real possibility? Yeah, I remember talking about that a couple of weeks ago and it was the number one rumor like last year um, around this sort of time and at the start of the season as well. Um, and then, you know, that's when sort of the whole chemistry issue sort of started with, with Kyrie when he headed to New York and he was asked those questions and he's like, I don't want to answer it. Like, just just buzz off. Um, <laughs> buzz. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like it. Um, both of them have opted out, so both of them are now. You know, their, their destiny is in their own hands. Um, but Jimmy, to me, just makes a lot of sense in Philly. Uh, Jimmy, to me, makes a lot of sense in, in Brooklyn as well. Like, Kyrie and Jimmy would be so awesome. Uh, 
And despite the fact that, you know, a lot of people uh, will, will sway given like, you know, the chemistry issues and how they would, would, would mesh with guys like Carlos Avert or whatever. But um, Kyrie and Jimmy would be my ideal scenario with, without Kawhi because I don't think Kawhi is happening. But there is a, a greater likelihood for me that Jimmy could could favor to, to play with a, with a friend of his. Um, but I still see that, that, that as unlikely as well. I, I see Kyrie as incredibly likely as being a Brooklyn Net. I don't see Jimmy. I don't see Kawhi. I can see Tobias, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean I like seeing it. Yeah, I think that the bias thing, like you kind of hinted at earlier, he's not on a max contract. I would love to bring in Tobias, but I don't think he's necessarily a max type player. Excuse me, and you're still probably a step away from being a, a quote-unquote contender. I think if you do add Jimmy, you're pretty close to being a contender, depending on how you fill out the rest of the roster and the jump the rest of the guys make. I'm not saying you're the best team in the East, but I think if you added Kyrie and Jimmy, you'd probably be in the top three because you're yeah, in Philadelphia as well. Yeah, and Rob from Brooklyn, like a lot of other Nets fans, has brought up you know a trade trading for Aaron Gordon. Like where like where does this keep happening from? Is it just because we have Spencer Dimwitty and it's just like Spencer Dimwitty, Aaron Gordon? Let's figure that out. Or maybe a D'Angelo Russell sign and trade. Uh, that's the only other possibility I could think of. I know there's been a lot of ties because people have had interest. Aaron Gordon's contract is really interesting because it's nice. declining. I, I like it. Yeah, it's declining, which is extremely rare. You find for a young player that's ascending. I, I don't mind Aaron Gordon. I don't know. He's not probably your second best player, but he could definitely be your third best player because he's improved a lot and maybe. I don't know how the player development's been in Orlando prior. Steve Clifford did a great job this year, but I think the Nets could possibly get a little bit more out of him. We do have like a lot Aaron. of questions in the chat, though. What do we got, Jack? Oh, they're, they're, they're all just essentially comments um, on you know what, what we've sort of been talking about. And on the sort of Aaron Gordon thing, I think that Aaron Gordon, uh, on the contract that he's on, is much a, a much better value as a much better value asset than what Tobias Harris would be on a max contract. Um, and I think that Aaron Gordon as like a sort of rollish player with, with an incredible amount of athleticism, a Blake Griffin light, light, light with a bit of de- defense as well. Um, and, you know, alongside Kyrie Irving too. Um, and then you have sort of these pieces around it. I think it'd be really cool. Uh, but obviously, you know, Sean Marks will be making plenty of calls and including probably to, to, the, to the blokes out in Orlando. Um, but there's just so many different possibilities that can happen in this free agency. Um, you know, the trade has already happened with, with Alan Crabb. Uh, you know, the, the draft is going to be happening sooner, very soon as well. I know you'll be discussing that uh, with plenty of the, the dudes at OTG. But, you know, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out. It seems to me that Kyrie Irving in, in the black and white, um, he'd better be wearing the number two, by the way. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. Uh, what do you think about adding, let's say, you know, they don't hit on any of these guys. They don't add Jimmy Butler. They don't add KD. They don't add Kawhi. They don't add Tobias Harris. What do you think about if uh, Al Horford were to opt out? Would that be somebody that would interest you? Yeah, I mean, Al Horford, Paul Millsap, these sort of guys, um, they, they make you better. They make you a, a better team um, significantly. You know, and, and also, I think that if Al Horford was to opt out, you know, he'd be going to a former teammate, Kyrie Irving, and what is former their relationship like? Former, a coach. former coach as well. Um, I think that he has uh, positive ties to, to Kenny Atkinson, obviously. But I'm not sure how positive the ties are and positive his experience has been with Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, it seems to me that there's been subtle digs um, from both of them throughout the season. So I don't see Al Horford as a likely possibility. But there's a lot of guys, you know, on the market. It's it's an incredible amount of uh, free agents uh, and this season more than any other. So heading into to 20, 2019, 2020, 
you know, all these other teams or 29 other teams are going to be clamoring for, for their services as well. Obviously, there's certain teams who have uh, the space and flexibility to do so. The Nets are, are, are luckily enough to one of those teams that can. But, you know, just because you have the space doesn't mean you want to use it unwisely. So I think that, you know, Sean Marks can either further his, his, his credentials as a front office GM or he can, you know, he can stay put as sort of like, you know, a guy that's just made some nice moves. Or he can take a you know a step back as being one of the sort of heralded GMs if he if he overpays some guys or or doesn't do the right moves or, or lets guys go in that sort of regard. Yeah, obviously you don't want to overpay, and I think that's where you put yourself in a situation where you overpay for a player that isn't necessarily up to that level. And now all of a sudden you have money tied up and you can't get rid of it, and you can't make the moves or sign the free agents that you want to sign, even if it's just making a small move to add a role player. You can't do it because you're overpaying this guy five or six million dollars. Now. Um, what do you think about D'Angelo Russell coming back with Kyrie if D'Angelo took a slightly less than the max? What would be the number you would want him to come back on if he was coming back with Kyrie? Um, 23, 24-ish. That's what um, I had. I had 23 in mind. I'd say like the max amount. I, 27 is his max for this year, and I'd want the number to stay consistent over the course of four years. I wouldn't want it to increase. If he wanted to do 25, you know, 100 million for four years, I wouldn't think that'd be terrible, especially with the cap going up. But if you could get him for 23 this year, I think you just find a way to make it work, and now you have a really, really, really tradable contract. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, uh, I think that it, it it goes under the radar. You know, when you sign someone, you know, they're an asset. You know, they're your asset. Are they uh, a good asset or a bad asset? You know, yep. in terms of, you know, are they a, like an Alan Crabb sort of over much, um, you know, you got to get rid of that asset and you have to attach stuff to do so. Um, but, you know, I think that that number is nice. And uh, a guy that uh, Rob from Brooklyn has also mentioned, Nick, um, what about making an offer to Porzingis as a restricted free agent this summer? I think the Nets would love to get Porzingis. I have no confidence at all that Dallas wouldn't match any offer that he's going to receive. They just traded a good amount of stuff to get him. They want to pair him with Luka. Uh, you match that. Even with the scare of the torn ACL, I think Dallas is matching everything. Yeah, I, I think that that's incredibly likely too. Um, so, uh, I mean, it seems unlikely. I, I'd like to. Um, based I love off Porzingis. He, yeah, I, I love him based off his talents, but... You know, you look at the the history of big guys in the NBA with knee issues. It just it, it, it doesn't end well, like with short guys um, in their late thirties. Um, but you know, he's still got plenty of time to to reach his prime. You know, we spoke about you know uh, other MVP candidates. You know, Paul Zingas was like in that MVP conversation for sure. for a period when he was absolutely dominating New York on a not the best team either. So um, I, I would love Paul Zingas on on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I don't see it happening. Just because of, like you said, Nick, that the Dallas now um, own his rights in, in a similar sense with D'Angelo Russell, but uh, I think D'Angelo Russell uh, is a lot more likely to uh, be a non-Brooklyn Net next season than uh, than Porzingis is to not be a Mav. Yeah, and then you look at Porzingis when fully 100% healthy, he's closer to being the top of his position than D'Angelo is. If healthy, Porzingis is one of the best power forwards in the league because of his two-way ability, and he has a unique unicorn game. What do you think about the possibility of the Nets adding Kyrie and then adding, let's say, two really good starters? They're not necessarily all-stars, but they're two really good guys, and you split up the rest of that $30-plus million on those two. Do you think they could get themselves into the top four, top three with adding two really good guys, You know, maybe like um, a Paul Millsap and like another good small forward or shooting yeah. guard? Yeah, I mean, it all depends on the moves that happen around um, the NBA uh, and around the East. 
Milwaukee, if they just run it back, they're still to me probably the best, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the East. Does uh, does Kawhi stay? Um, if he doesn't, that leaves a spot in the top four because yep. Toronto would would take a, a massive a massive jump down. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, even if they were to lose Jimmy, um, which I don't see happening, they're, they're going to keep one of Jimmy or Tobias. It, it seems to me fairly complete. And they're going to have a top four spot. There will be growth from Joel Embiid. Uh, ben Simmons might learn how to shoot with the his right hand, shoot with his, his correct hand by right hand. That's what I mean. Um, and so I think that it's Milwaukee and, and Philadelphia seem to be the two sort of locks. Um, you know, Indiana, with Vitola Depot back, the, do they sort of take a jump? That it seems to me that it's it's mildly open in that sort of sense of the imagination. The Boston Celtics, obviously, you know, you can't necessarily build around Tatum and, and Brand and expect to be a contender super duper quickly. But if they were to re-sign Al Horford, um, then then they could still be a, a credible team because we saw them, you know, get to the, to the conference finals under Brad Stevens without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. Does Gordon Hayward get better, or is he just now a negative asset? Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to sort of see. There, there's an opening there. There's certainly an opening there with if the Nets were to sign Kyrie Irving to be a top four seed. Um, and once you're in the big game, as they say on Game of Thrones, um, you know it starts to get pretty wild. Yeah, I think there's a real opportunity. Like you mentioned, I think uh, one and two will probably be locked up unless the Nets end up with you know Kyrie or in Kawhi or Kyrie and Butler or something along those lines. But there's still a possibility for grabbing three and four. And then maybe you sneak yourself into an Eastern Conference Finals and you add some more pop for the franchise. I think you're looking to make a step every single year. You know, this year, your goal probably would be to at least to get to the second round, depending on who you add. If you add two stars, you're looking to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. So a lot of speculation is going to come in the next 15 days. Hopefully, we have some answers by the end of June 30th. It'll, uh, it's, it kind of come soon enough, mate. Yeah. Anything else, Jack, in the chat or anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? I know we are pretty drained from a couple hours of podcasting. Man, podcasting is, is oddly draining. Who would have thought just talking? Especially on camera. I think it adds like another element. Can make you tired. Yeah. Who would have thought? All right. Well, appreciate it. As always, everybody checking in, listening, viewing on YouTube, whatever it may be. iTunes, Box Talk Radio, GBasketball.com, Google Play, Dash Radio, and NetsRepublic.com. Jack, always a pleasure spending a couple hours with you on the Hangouts today. And uh, thank you, everybody. Bye. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.